listen to this interview, I would like to add that I did not record this. Matt, a.k.a. Lord Dragonblood, actually helped me with that because I misplaced my laptop charger, and his opinions do not reflect those of mine or the interviewee. Also, the sound quality is his fault, too. Alright, we're going to try it again, because the first interview uh, didn't happen too great. I'm here with Debbie Nicholson of the Free Software Foundation. Hi, Debbie. Hi, how's it going, Jay? It's pretty good. Um, I first actually met you at Self, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which, for people that don't know, is Southeast Linux Fest, which was hosted by Dave Yates. And Dave Sexy Yates is here today at Ohio Linux Fest. And we actually had a gut contest actually last night in front of the hotel, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> uh, so what? what's one of the latest things you're working on? Um, well, I'm a membership coordinator, so that job involves a lot of outreach. And um, I'd say, um, especially in the past year, there's been a lot of energy and interest in um, why uh, finding out why the free software movement is not... Um, well, has a less than 2% participation ratio for women. Um, So we did a a mini-summit a week ago in our offices to kind of look at concrete things that could be done about that. And um, some of those were, uh, would fall into kind of the general category of like mentoring and support and creating networking opportunities for women, more ways to create linkages uh, within the community um, across all sorts of stuff, not just coders, but um, folks that are doing outreach or user dev- design or any, any aspect of um, free software um, promotion. And um, other things that we were looking at were um, kind of de-emphasizing coding as being the only thing. Um, The overemphasis on code makes it uh, really difficult to, you know, move forward. Um, Someone has to do the outreach, and if we only prize folks that are sort of not interested in doing that, then we're not really going to be able to keep moving forward and um, bring more people into the movement. Um, And then I would say the last thing was sort of just more... uh, I guess best practices in the way that uh, people interact with each other, and you know, sort of putting out there that um, that sexist behavior isn't okay in the community. Um, we're certainly not the first people to say that, <laughs> um, but that was that was amongst the things that we covered. Um, I'm looking forward to having folks come to Boston in the spring for Libre Planet, uh, where we're going to be holding a much larger day-long event on that same topic and. Um, talking about uh, bringing women into the movement and how uh, free software is really a social justice movement and not, you know, uh, whatever, merely like a, like a clubhouse or something. Actually, I was offered cake. I'm just throwing that out there. Cake? Yes. I still have not got that cake yet. <laughs> I'm hoping, but... Uh, Yes, I was actually offered a slice of cake to join and do Linux. 330 offered me cake, and still haven't got the cake. But, you know, I'm enjoying Linux, so... Or I should say GNU Linux, since you're sitting right here. I am sitting right here. <laughs> um, and, could I weigh in on the GNU Linux? Oh, uh, yeah. All right, everyone. This is uh, Lord Drakenblut, the Digital Dragon. Now, on the whole GNU, you know, GNU Linux thing... I've got a couple things I'd like to say here, and I hope I don't offend the fine lady over here. But I think everyone trying to force 
must say new mix on every distro is um, a bit over eager, overzealous, and pointless at a way because puts a certain branding behind it that some distros do not back. Some things where they're already including the binary bits that you know the Free Software Foundation do not support. You know, should you be trying to get a group like Ubuntu who will put those in there, make them easily accessible so users can get them, should you be asking that distro to call themselves a GNU Linux distro? In my opinion, no. Things, though, like um, GNU Sense, a Tutu, the ones that strip out all of them, having those branded as GNU Linux, I think is a perfectly wonderful thing and creates an understanding for people of the difference between those two levels. But trying to say everything is Linux plus GNU is, you know, I've been saying for quite a while, is nothing with installment saying, hey, look at us, we're still important. Well, yeah, everyone knows you're still important. Stop trying to, you know, ring a bell and get attention to you when you're a part of a community, not trying to be the focal point of it. That's a thought I've had on it. Well, that wasn't exactly a, a question, and um, I'm certainly not Richard, and so I can't exactly speak to what his uh, mission might or might not be uh, personally on that. I do know that a lot of um, that those distros are all using GNU code, and um, I think that that's that's where that's coming from. Um, this isn't an issue that I want to spend hours talking about because um, I, I don't think it's like a super great use of time. Uh, you know, the the language is important for the things it's important for. I don't want that to eclipse the other work that's being done. So, well, um, personally, I think you know if they're using the GNU code, then yes, it should be GNU Linux. That's my opinion, and well. Not to be rude and crude, but you know what they say about opinions. Yes. Some are important. <laughs> and we all know yours is. <laughs> Look, it's my podcast. For my opinions, important. Only to your listeners. I will pull a Jeremy on this one. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, thank you actually for a. And I'm sorry for the first interview. Because <laughs> it just. Did not go right at all. And I've actually lost my laptop charge somehow. Just like I forgot my shirts. <laughs> um, I don't even know what to say anymore now. It's just... <laughs> it has been a weekend of just, wow, I'm retarded. <clears throat> I do think I have a question that will... Legitimate question. Um... Now, with there being a 2% uh, female user users within X, how does that stack against overall? And I'm not... Yeah. How would that... Okay. Um, uh, obviously, we're 
Microsoft has the lion's share of the desktop market. Like the user numbers are better. Like it's it's not that women aren't using computers. I don't think that's the problem. As far as like in the developer and tool creation of the software, uh, the proprietary software world does a much better job than two percent. Um, I don't want to pick a number out of the air, but it's something more like twenty percent. It's it's a significantly better job. Um, so it's not a problem with um, it's not a problem that women don't want to develop and promote and be involved in the proliferation of software. It's a problem that the free software community has not been welcoming, or when they you know have managed to be welcoming, has not been good at retaining uh, women in the movement. So, so that was sort of what we were looking at. Um, it's um, it's probably like those numbers are worse than proprietary software. It's worse than any other sort of technical code. Um, you know, engineering still doing better. So it's a, it's definitely a specific problem that we can at least achieve like that kind of a parity so that it's um, we're not the worst example ever. Actually, I think really most of the problem is when you go to okay as a woman. If you walked into a room, nothing but dudes on computers, you would, wouldn't you most likely go, "Wow, I'm just gonna, you know, sit over here somewhere." Um, I don't think it's that it's dudes on computers. I think it's that it's dudes. It's that it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the computers aren't the scary part. The scary part or the uncomfortable part, to use a more specific word, is being the only woman in the room. Um, and that makes it, it makes it a really skewed and strange sort of social interaction because, you know, you either get uh, ignored or, um, or you get, like, a lot of really seriously weird attention. Like, oh, my God, do you want to, um, you could sit in the pink chair. And it's like, um, that's weird. I just wanted to show up and be treated like a person. So it's not the computers. It's the, it's, it's that it's really difficult to be in, uh, like, a, a super intense minority like that. When we actually got to Southeast Linux Fest... Um, we expected really, you know, the neckbeard party, and <laughs> and three thirty goes. He's just looking around like, you know, just all weird. He goes, "Dude, there's actually women here." He goes, "It's it's not like I'm gonna go out of my way to you know be weird, but there's women at a Linux conference." It shocked the crap out of him. Um, I think one of the things that they did really well at that event, which is sort of classic organizing, is that um, they specifically invited the people that they wanted to come. And then they invited again, followed up, just to make sure that they knew that despite the general tenor of the community and the general level of welcomeness, we really, really want you and 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 we met. like it wasn't just I invited the room full of people and you happen to be standing in there. It's like we really want you here. Now that two percent number, we all know within the you know Linux realm and hackers in general that usernames, nicknames, screen names can be very misleading. So how much 
give do you think there might be that percent of females involved? You know, do you think the number could be maybe not significantly higher, but higher than the estimated 2% and maybe make a guess as to how much higher that might be? Uh, that number comes from last polls, uh, not not from my personal anecdotal cruising virusy. It comes from the Floss Poles community, and that's uh, and they've looked, you can look at the background on those numbers. I do think that a lot of women specifically choose an androgynous screen name so that they don't get trolled when they come into IRC or you know other places that they participate online. Um, I mean, if you want to look at the floss pulse thing, I think that would give you a sense of how thorough and where those numbers came from and how much fluff is in there. I'm not a statistician, so I, 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 I don't want to pick more numbers. <laughs> well, Debbie, I definitely thank you for the interview. And uh, I'll do another one real quick soon. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for, uh, you know, tolerating me on this, TJ. And I'm sorry if I offended you with that. It was meant to be a question, and somehow I just couldn't turn it in. I guess going back to that, the question is how, you know, how important do you think making sure that all distros are known as plus GNU or just Linux, whereas, you know, could it be a wiser thing in a way to split the ones that are, you know, meeting the FSFs you know, guidelines of free as those being Linux plus GNU distros and then everything else being known as Linux distros. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with my original answer on that. Like, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about the language issue. Um, and um, I don't think the FSF wants to spend time, like, policing, like, to make that a further complicated issue and say that we want some distros to use this language and some to use others. Um, I think it would just make it further complex it, for for not as much uh, outcome as <laughs> as uh, as the amount of complexity would warrant. So. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.